Hi everybody, I'm Peggy. I'm Laura. And we are Urban Booze. And we have a very special guest with us. Hi guys. How you doing? I'm Ronnie. This is Ronnie Bonds. Look at us, right? Yes. Okay. We want to get there. We are at BK Lobster House. Lobster House. Yes. It is. Lobster House. Yes. Okay. Say the address, Laura. Did you know? I'm from Queens, y'all. We're right here on Notion Avenue. Go ahead and tell us the address. It's 535 Notion Avenue between Atlantic and Park. Right. So once you cross Fulton Street on the A train or the C train, you come up. Head towards Long Island Railroad, and before you get to the railroad station, you'll see the Lobster House. That's where we are today. Yes. Okay. Yes. And this is a beautiful place. This is a. It's really lovely. Place. It's rustic, but I mean, it's it's modern, but I I feel like exposed bricks are rustic. So it's <laughs> rustic, but it's modern. Contemporary. Contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice and it's spacious. That's one of the things. You know, you go into a place to eat. Sometimes it's just tight. And you can't enjoy your food. It's too tight. You gotta go home. It's right. tight. It's not tight here. It's open. It's it's breezy. It's spacious. So and we, real estate's a big deal in New York. Y'all know that. Mm -hmm. Nobody has space anywhere. None of us. None of us. So we wanted to just jump right in. We want to give you guys some background, you know, on Rodney and his journey here, you know, and, and to kind of share with us how he came about with this establishment. So what's your background and what got you here to be this but prior to this, I was in a real estate business for about 15 years. Um, another company I worked with, uh, a friend of mine who I've worked with, franchised the company about 15 years ago, and I was a franchise development for them. So I got involved in real estate, um, and that's what we franchised part of it. But while I was in there, I also purchased some uh, social restaurants, and my mom, she was an executive chef for uh, John Peaky. Oh, So maybe just yeah, I guess so many people just like lobster seem so 
far-fetched. Um, okay. But, you know, I took a step of faith about it. You know, anything you can mind from trying to finish Jesus, you just have to have the desire for it. So mm-hmm. um, I decided to kind of put this concept together, and then I organized a group of partners and a group of investors, and we kind of put begin the process of learning digitally. And as you see, BK Lockwood, the whole idea was it was to kind of also highlight Brooklyn and the culture that's in Brooklyn and BK. Yes. And then yes. Lockwood pretty much kind of. Wow. So that kind of brought me to creating this model, but in the model also said this is going to be a franchise model because I know that world. And franchising allows you to be able to empower other people, get other people involved in business, and you get the benefit from other people's ingenuity, other people's experience, nature, background, education. So I like that whole idea because that allows me to now part up with individuals who can now help take the vision to a higher that higher height that I can take. Like entrepreneurship. Right. Know, which is something that's not really thought of in New York. You know, I've lived outside of New York, and it seems like everywhere else in New York, everyone is a lot more entrepreneurial. Here in New York, it's about getting that job with that big company, you know, yeah. to get that salary. But again, it's space and real estate, and if you don't have it, you can't do. I mean, when you're talking about you know franchising, I'm just remembering from the um, the McDonald's movie where they, they just talked about those five. You know, we have to make sure we own the profit, right? And because they were doing all these different things, it was like, well, we don't own it, we don't have, you know. Exactly. exactly. And so it's like, well, we don't own it, so let's go get the job with it. It's hard to be a player. Yeah, New York City can be like that because it's, it is heavy on entrepreneurship, but it's big business entrepreneurship. Right. It's not mom and pop, small business right. growth exactly. in New York City. Exactly. So where there are a lot of entrepreneurs, they just get you know, overshadowed by the big major corporations right. that you see establishing in New York and then most people want to come work for those companies right. in New York City. So that's why because there's nothing else. You, know, you right. can't there's no space for mom and pop in New York and end up going someplace you else. You have to go from place in other markets and kind of doing it. And that's another reason why we, I wanted to franchise because as much as the origin of this is in Brooklyn, right. I know that in other markets they will like the concept, appreciate the concept. A lot of times, you know, you'd be surprised. People in other markets appreciate the concept a little bit more than where it originated from. Right. You know, so that was the whole idea of establishing in New York in this market, but also being able to take something out of New York into other markets as well. Too. Wow, that's really interesting. I mean, I've never even thought about the concept of franchising. I mean, in my mind, I always thought I would love to be able to learn how to, mm-hmm. uh, but never have the means of figuring out what's the first step. Right. Okay. Desire. Once you have a desire and know exactly what you want to do, then you, your desire will guide you to the first, second, third, fourth, fifth step. Okay. Because that's the nature of whatever it is that you begin yeah. to desire. Your research by default will say, okay, here's what you have to do. I mean, and I, having a background in working with a company franchise from the beginning, it taught me. So we, it was a learning process, you know, it takes about I was in the company for about 15 years, um, learning the ups and downs of it. Um, but, you know, it's not as far-fetched as anything. I mean, anything that's on a high, high level, it always takes it one step. The one step takes you to two and three. And then eventually you start to use your intuition, your professional intuition to navigate through it. You know, you just can't be afraid of the hurdles. They will be there, but, you know, like any other one, you just gotta figure out how to get around and through And, um, you just can't be afraid. You just gotta believe that you can do something. A lot of people ask me about that. 
I'm playing on words, it has great on it. Favorites, we're all having a large Italian community that has Italian uh, dressing and roasted peppers. So we just wanted to kind of get creative so that you could have something different with the lot of the experience. But again, then we added on, we started to expand the menu. So now we added shrimps, we added fried lobster and waffles, we added salmon cakes. So we had Um We added that, now we're adding the soups, lots of this, and a lot of mac as well. We, 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 we introduced it and then we brought it back. So now we're gonna reintroduce it again. And that's the same recipe. The macaroni recipe is the one that my mom had for Sean. Which I had, oh. and that was the mom. So that macaroni mixed with our lobster mm-hmm. as well too. So that will be, um, so our full-fledged menu is uh, set to launch in like another two weeks. Okay. Um, we're gonna have also steamed crabs on there as well too. Crabs Come on, you'll be asking for a job. There we go. Uh-oh, I'm done. Right. Oh my God. So that's going to be more expanded menu. And then I may add some poultry to it because here's what I am saying. I'm saying that as much as we had the vision to do fast casual seafood, Mm -hmm. um, I am seeing that, again, the lounge, people are liking the idea of coming to the lounge. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you have different people and they have different and some just don't do seafood, so I might have to add some, you know, some chicken to it and some different things like that. Will there be a vegan? I noticed the vegan butter, the vegan yeah. mayo. They have vegan options on there as well. Jerk is a lot of seasoning, yes. not a lot of salt. Do you think Merlot? 
definitely love. Merlot's more dessert. But overall, I know a Pinot Grigio would definitely, definitely work okay. because it's a white wine and that's really, really good with seafood. And, uh, and then we mentioned, you know, there's, you know, you have to have an acquired taste for it, but the, uh, the Arborgineur, which is a blue, white wine, is dry, that would probably also work. Especially with the with the butter and with the, it's like know, mac and cheese, where it's like cheese. really a rich dish. That because it is a white wine, it's a super dry white wine, but it's right. beautiful blue. Oh, I mean, gorgeous. right? If, if you you know, it will complement your seafood. <laughs> Just the look of it will complement the seafood because it's you know it's blue like the ocean. Or it's a clear ocean, so it's really just amazing, and it will taste good with then, a rich dish. Yeah, exactly, and then beer for beer. It's Exactly. But a home brewery makes a wonderful uh, IPA. Yeah, um, a nice IPA um, that people will will come in and grab their roll, grab their beer, and get really? their roll. Uh, we need to feature that too because we're actually in the process. I think Tuesday we're closing on a Harlem beer as well. Oh, oh, right. yeah. oh yeah, because yeah. uh, so when she makes her beer, she has coriander and some of the cumin in it. Wow. So can yeah. you imagine how it would compliment anyone, you know, of the sandwich? Yeah, she's no, just thinking about it. crab. Like I, I grew up, you know, Maryland crab, oh, yeah, 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 beer, yeah. And beer, and crab, crab yes. and and it's like that would go so well with yeah, it. Yeah, because she gave me a recipe to marinate chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. That's all my chicken breasts with her beer, with the palm, with the Renaissance. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was, it's good, oh, and God. it was moist. It was so moist, <laughs> really? which is always the thing. It's like ah, chicken breasts. So, 
I know that it's starting, you probably have activities to bring people in. So what are you planning to bring the community in? Um, well, we do a lot of events, a lot of special events here. We, um, we're working with a couple of gentlemen from the community board who want to uh, do, um, they call it professional networking night, where it's, it's an evening of different professionals it's from here. the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is hosted by some gentlemen who I knew from the real estate industry, so they're gonna be bringing down incredible repair people, their mortgage people, oh. and talking about uh, wealth and you know, uh, building wealth through houses and owning mm -hmm. property. Um, I talked to another young lady, she's in the tax field, so I think we wanna really focus on that professional crowd, but okay. use an environment to bring them in the network and meet yes. people. Um, the spoken word community, they want to do an event here as well, too. Of course they do. As well, Lovely too. here. Yes, so they want to do that. It's a really nice So we're going to have some yeah. fun with that, mm -hmm. uh, live music and different things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're looking to do different fun events. You know, I like to call it event marketing, but we use events to draw people in as well, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's one of the things we're going to be doing as well, too. You know, just in this particular environment, just to draw the people out, just focus on unique events that cater to different crowds and different demographics. Because in Brooklyn, it's so sort of diverse. Mm -hmm. um, it's starting to change so much. Yeah, so you kind of got to have a little bit of mix. Mm -hmm. The menu has to kind of expand and reach the diverse, diversity of different people. Right. I mean, and one of the things is, is certainly with the 40 plus crowd, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in, I want to find a place to go. It's not exactly clubby, but comfortable. Right, right. Exactly. For me and my friends, like we all want to come out and, and hang out for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, more of a lounge, and that, that was the whole idea of it because even the way it's lit up, I keep the lights up, like I said, not too dark. You don't want it too clubby. Right. So you want something where you can come, you can enjoy the environment, enjoy the vibe, enjoy the atmosphere. But, you know, it's simple, it's easy to get in, it's not all dramatic and not too much too crazy. And you come in, enjoy, get a drink, and then, you know, Totally have to go after that. Mm -hmm. And then you have other locations. Yeah, so we have um, a second location is in construction stages right now. Our first franchise is on um, in Clinton Hills. Okay. Clinton Hills slash Fort Green, I'm not sure which one. But it's on Clawson <laughs> and Murder. Murder between Clawson and Emerson. I would say that was, that was old Clinton Hill, new Fort Green. I think yeah. Fort Green went further back and now. We're there. Um, we're wrapping up the Harlem deal right now, and that's um, the old Lennox no, Lounge. I used to live there. Yes. Uh -huh. um, so we're doing that as well, too. Um, Fox Lopes as well, too, on oh. Vanderbilt between Dean and Berger. Oh, that's um, not. Is that considered Fox Lopes? Yeah, 
Right. It's doing really, really well. Right. I saw that. I so, saw uh, that. I definitely want to support so that. So they culturally support as well. Yes. Too. So we're going to be bringing that concept down there. And then we're hoping to work with other locations as well. Too. So, you know, we have those deals are kind of in close proximity. Like I said, the Clinton Hill deal is done. We're just looking for spaces. Uh, we're wrapping up Harlem. We're signing leases in about uh, two that we should be signing leases on that. Another week or so, the park's low deal, and we're just looking for locations. Wow. wow. So you're not going to Queens. Yeah, we want Queens. Yeah, we're franchise. So whoever wants to do one, we do one out there. Well, let me get that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've been, I mean, it's good. It's been a blessing. God has been good. We've been open for like, I don't know, five months now. So five months to have about three or four more stores. Like, that is, that's pretty awesome. That's great. So the team is all mobilizing. Again, we had the vision initially for franchising, so we kind of came up and gave a lot of people wonder why we're doing it so fast because that's what the original plan. To engineer a system that can now be duplicated and refined and being able to now go out there and plant the, the seed in different markets and different locations as well, too. Right. I, mean, um, I think that's slow. the problem. I, I think of like plant fitness, quick, blink, yeah. um, like, quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of times I look at it like, you know, you took a company, look at Metro PCS, when they first come into a neighborhood, you, nobody didn't really know who they were, but then you start seeing these things pop up all over the place. Exactly. And then, you know, you're like, well, who are these guys? And then the public was forced to respect them, and then next thing you know, they just deal with T-Mobile. So sometimes you got to kind of plant your flags out there to show people that you have the courage to uh, step out, out there. And once they see you out there, they respect you because, you know, when you start making these significant investments into these areas, they're like, okay, well, they must be doing something right because these guys aren't here. here you know? So that's, that was the attitude. It wasn't so much of like, oh, let's first do this and let's just see and then go. Like, no, we see what we want already and we're going to go for what it is and who we want to be. So if somebody's interested in franchising, how would they reach you? Um, they can go to our website. It's uh, bklobster.com. It says, um, own a store, franchises, so they can kind of put their information in there too. Of course, obviously, all the handles is just um, Instagram is BK Lobster, Facebook is BK Lobster, and um, yes, email Arbonne at BKLobster.com. Or they can do franchising at BK Lobster.com. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. This is great. Thank you. I, I mean, we really appreciate you taking time. I appreciate with you guys. Us. Now I got a whole wide. Concept. That's right. Yeah, we have some people to introduce you to. Exactly. Yeah. I think the idea too is what what I like about when I look at this business, I like to look at my franchise and, and, and say, how do I partner with other brands? Because subconsciously, a lot of other franchises do it. So you go inside the subways and you see Coca Cola, mm -hmm. you see Lay's, Lay's potato, potato chips. chips, right? So there's nothing but different brands exactly. coming together. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you might not necessarily see the faces of these brands because they're so big. So my whole thing is, why can't we do the same thing? Have brands come together, exactly. do complementary products. And do a collaboration. And, but yeah, but let's let's show the people behind it. Let's just show who is the CEO, who's the founder, who's the visionary behind these brands and you know, show unity in that area because you know a lot of times you show unity through your product, but you don't do show unity through the people. Right. So my whole thing is I I like to show unity through the people. Who's behind the problem? I'm excited about individuals who may have their own wine, who have their own product, anything that complements what we're doing. 
I'm open to working with them. One of my um, partners, who you guys are going to be talking to, my first franchise, Ed, Ed Williams, um, he's working with a young lady as well, too, who's bringing us some infused um, drinks from out of Atlanta. He sent me a, sent me a picture, I think, of really? you know, the packets. Yes, yes, uh, yes the yeah. infused There's a, another well. young lady that's doing it in Queens called Tipsy Bartender, so I might also just... Oh, yes, 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 they have a big friend, Tipsy Bartender, I think she's... Yeah, she does the Hennessy eggnog. Yes, yes, yes. Those creative people doing things and then, you know, figure out, okay, how can we incorporate that into this? Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, we're definitely going to come back and we'll be checking out yeah. your spot. Well, obviously, dying since our sons are right, aware of your menu. Right, right. You open. Got to go get started for the now. Yeah. We look forward to a future collaboration with you, you know, and it's Urban Blues signing off. We really, really appreciate this time, and we might see us back here again soon. That's right. So we're Urban Blues saying goodbye for now. And keep in mind, we're enjoying what's good. Sit by, sit. Bye.